time of my life. <laughs> hey, everybody. It is me. Your boy. Stu McAllister. With me, as always, are the dogs. Thank you for being here, dogs. Where else would you rather be? I honestly don't know where they'd rather be. They, they don't know much of this world. <laughs> they should know that they should stay here because this is where the food is. Whenever the dogs escape, whenever the cats escape, I'm just like, where the fuck are you going? The food is fucking here. Food's here, you dumb motherfuckers. Why are you leaving? <laughs> but anyway, everybody, thank you very much for listening to the Elemental Podcast. It is uh, Monday, September 6th, Labor Day. And I emphasize the boar. Because Labor Day is shit. It's shit. It's a dumb holiday, everybody. I'm not a fan of it. It's uh, just kind of like signifies the end of summer and now we're going into goddamn fucking fall, which uh, the older I get, the more I kind of appreciate fall. The cooler weather. I dig it. I get it. I just wish it wasn't, it didn't rain. I hate cold rain. Cold rain fucking sucks. I'd rather deal with snow than cold rain. But I had to work today. Did you Did you have to work today? Did you have off on Labor Day? I know it all has to do with um, unions. That's why the day was kind of created to celebrate the working man and what unions did for the working man. And you know what? There was a time when unions were necessary. When unions did the things they needed to do. I don't think those times are still here, everybody. I don't think they're here. I think unions are just as bad as the corporations that you fucking deal with. It's all atrocious. It's atrocious, everybody. I think the pandemic has done more for livable wages in the last two years than unions have done in the last 50. Tell me I'm fucking wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Explain to me why I'm wrong. Explain to me why I have a huge cockerito, huge cockerito. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I, I don't want to say I'm anti-union. But I will say I'm against unions. <laughs> I guess I've never been a part of a union that I felt was doing uh, anything purposeful for me. Maybe if you belong to a much larger union, I don't know, maybe the UAW or some other shit uh, does stuff that's positive. I, you know, I don't know. What do I know? Any union I've ever been a part of, I always felt like, I'm just, here's another layer of bullshit I gotta deal with. 
Here's another level of getting fucked by somebody. Instead of a business fucking me, it's somebody else who's, who, quote unquote, you can't see me air quote it, is trying to help me, but they're fucking me too. So somebody else is getting, getting some. The get some. Who's not getting some? This guy right here. The guy with the Radio Shack tape recorder. He ain't getting some. I watched a documentary this weekend on Netflix. Boy, I forget what it's called. But, because uh, it's like a series. I guess they talked about the uh, the basketball fight between the Pacers and the Pistons in one episode, the, the brawl at the Palace or whatever, the brawl that ended all or whatever. I don't know what the fuck it was called. But the one that I watched was about a team in Danbury, Connecticut, a hockey team in Danbury, Connecticut, in the UHL, the United Hockey League, a minor league you know, it's uh, you got the NHL, then you got the AHL, and then like the UHL is under them, and then there's like the ECHL and all sorts of other shit fucking leagues for dudes who will never fucking get to the NHL. But uh, so I'm watching it. It was recommended by a listener of the podcast. He's like, oh, you got to watch it because they talk about the Kalamazoo K-Wings, which is a UHL team here in Michigan. I don't think... I've been to K-Wings Stadium where they play. I saw Dave Matthews, of all bands, play there many, many years. Like, 96, I think. God, a long time ago. But... uh, the story was about how this team in Danbury, Connecticut came to be. Because it was bought by this dude who lived in Danbury. He had his son. His son, he wanted his son to be a football player. His son didn't take to football. He took to hockey. He saw the Disney movie, The Mighty Ducks. And I don't know, he fell in love with hockey. He wanted to play hockey. He played hockey. But he got injured in high school playing hockey. He took a big hit. Actually, he kind of delivered the hit. But it, it fucked him up as well, too. And they kind of told him, hey, man, you should probably never never play hockey again. That's got to be tough to hear when you're a teenager. So, but the dad is, like, super rich. Dad's a fucking mogul of sorts. And dad, uh, dad bought him a hockey team a brand new hockey team like and he ran a, a garbage collecting empire and so they call what else would you call the name of your hockey team if you fucking make your money from garbage they call them the Danbury trashers and their their mascot was just a big trash king <laughs> fucking so dumb but he made his son the general manager and president of the team. And he this is a kid, he's 17 years old. What the fuck does a 17-year-old know about fucking hockey? Running a team. And this was in the uh, early 2000s. So, you know, like 20-odd years ago. And, uh, you know, the, the story that right there itself is interesting. Like, a rich dude buys a hockey team, and the kid is just a fucking 
doof. Like, most 17-year-olds are doofs. But this is fucking some of the worst time, I think, ever to be alive as a teenager. Had to have been the early 2000s. Just the fucking awful dumb haircuts. Uh, these kids, dudes with stupid stud earrings. Fucking dumb necklaces. The dumb huge polo shirts. Ugh, I, I, the dumb fucking facial hair, the boy band pencil thin goatees. Ugh, God, it's so fucking atrocious. Wearing the baseball hats sideways, whatever. Ah, they just fucking look like douchebags. If you were a teenage boy during that time, you were a goddamn douchebag. <laughs> No doubt about it. So if you're in your, like, mid-30s, I guess, right now, you are a fucking douchebag as a teenager. <laughs> I'm telling you now, maybe nobody else ever told you this, but you need to know this. You are a fucking douchebag. <laughs> Listening to your limp biscuit. <laughs> but what made the story even more interesting was the dude... Clearly, if anyone runs and rules a garbage empire, it's all done through mafia connections. This dude was in the mob. He was somehow connected to the mob in New York City. I, I don't know. It was all very weird. And everybody, it was so strange listening to all these people being interviewed all these old hockey players and equipment manager and the old president of the UHL, they all kind of had a level of uh, reverence. Oh, hey, Dimps. My cat Dimps just showed up. What are you doing? You coming up here? Come on. Get up here. Here she comes. Um, they all had a level of respect for the the owner the boss but it was just so weird too they didn't because it's such a low level of fucking hockey the guys in the league weren't necessarily the greatest of all time but what they could do is they could beat the shit out of other people so the son being the fucking goomba that he is that's what he looked for. When he was looking for players to join the goddamn trashers, he was essentially looking for goons. And he even referenced like the movie Slapshot, that Paul Newman movie. It was classic with the Hanson brothers, the three brothers in that who used to just, they'd put on the foil and they'd beat the shit out of people. I mean, that's what he was looking for. He wasn't necessarily looking for goal scores. He was looking for goddamn goons. And, I mean, that's what the team became known for. They were a relatively decent team, but it was like they would just beat the shit out of players. They wouldn't necessarily outskate you, outscore you, but they would beat the fuck out of you. So then they just talked about the dude being investigated by the FBI, and eventually he got time. And uh, eventually, as a, as a result of everything... Uh, the, the hockey team folded. I don't know. Oh, man, I didn't look this up. Now I got to look this up. I'm just curious as to 
how long they were around for. I get the feeling they were only around for like a year or two. Danbury Trashers, there they are. Uh, uh, uh. Let's see, they were founded in 2004. And they were around from 2004 to 2006. So yeah, they weren't, they were not around very long. At the end of the team's second season, Galante, that's the owner, was arrested on 72 various charges, including conspiracy to violate the Racketeer-Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. That's RICO. He pleaded guilty, was sentenced to 87 months of imprisonment, and had to forfeit his ownership interest in 25 trash-hauling companies. During the same time, the trashers disbanded, citing financial concerns, including travel costs. I mean, that's the thing. It's low-level hockey. Although they did kept saying throughout the entire fucking uh, documentary like they would sell out and they had crazy fans or whatever. So I don't know, whatever. It was all just weird. The thing that bothered me the most was they kept talking about like loyalty and family and, and having all this kind of loyalty to this Galante dude. And... I'm looking at all these fucks who, like, work for him. Not necessarily the hockey players, because they're, I just, I'm a goddamn hockey player. I'm just playing hockey. But the guys who actually, like, worked for Galante, they're all just dumb fucking goombas. And I hate the concept of loyalty and family, because you're being loyal to a piece of shit. You're family to a piece of shit. Your whole organization revolves around intimidation, threats, coercion. You're not nice people. You're not good dudes. You're fucking cocksuckers who managed to fucking get in a position of a little bit of power and then you influence that power in other ways to get even more money. You weren't liked. Anyone who knew you knew you were a huge piece of shit. That's why I hate, like, mob movies. Everybody... They always try to romanticize mob movies like these are good human beings. Fuck them. Fuck Scorsese. I, I, you know, all of his dumb mobster movies eat shit. Right? Don't fucking talk about the mob or the mafia in a positive way. They're all fucking assholes. They're bad dudes who'd fuck you over if it fucking made them an extra quarter. They'd shoot you in your fucking pee hole if they thought they could get themselves an extra 50 cents. Bunch of goddamn cocksuckers. So the kid grew up, I'm assuming he's, he's in his mid-30s now. He's um, He fucking runs like a boxing uh, ring. He, he manages boxers out of Danbury, Connecticut. How weird is that? And the dad's out of prison. They never really said what that shit fuck is doing. Probably being a huge shit fuck. My kids mean the most in the world to me. And I'll fucking curb stomp a motherfucker to prove it. Eat shit, Galante. You dumb, dirty wop. (laughs) Why is it that we're Italians? We're all a fucking mafia. Right? Like you hear about that, I don't, you, you hear a little bit about the Irish Mafia, but it's all fucking, it's all the Italians. It's all them dumb, dirty guineas. 
Such odd racial slurs for Italians. Wop, Guinea. It's very strange. And I imagine that they are that is very, very offensive to call an Italian person those things. And trust me, everybody, when I say it, I'm saying it in a completely joking, but I mean it manner. So I would encourage you to uh, go to Netflix. Now I gotta fucking look it up. U H L documentary Netflix. What comes up? What comes up? Uh let's see. It says here. Netflix documentary features hockey's bad boys, the Danbury Trashers. Oh, man, what the fuck is it called? What is it called? Come on. No, I don't want to log in. I don't give a shit. Ow. I don't know. It's there, everybody. You'll find it. Untold. That's what it is. The thing is called Untold, and then it's the Danbury Trashers, it's the fucking Malice at the Palace, that's what it was. The fight with the Pistons and the Pacers. So, yeah, go look for it. It was good. It was good. Maybe I'll watch it. 90 minutes, not super long. It was pretty good. I'm actually getting to the point now where I I don't want to watch these documentaries, whatever, they're like 10 episodes long, and they're all like an hour long, uh, hour episodes, whatever. I'm like, fuck me, man. Just fucking give me the meat. Give me the meat. That's what she said. <laughs> Stupid. So it was Labor Day. I'm sitting here. I'm looking at this picture of the governor of Michigan, whether you like her or not. Uh, she's our governor. I think she's an attractive lady for being a, a governor. I don't know if that means that you shouldn't be attractive if you're a governor, but I don't know. But what they do here in the great state of Michigan, it's a dumb tradition. Uh, she, um, they do a thing here, they, they, they call it the fucking Mighty Mac or whatever. It's the Mackinac Bridge, and they walk across it from, I'm assuming it's Mackinac City to St. Ignace, the other side of the UP. Maybe they go to the UP to Mackinac City, I don't fucking know. Uh, thousands of people walk across this fucking bridge and it's a big bridge it is like i think it's five miles long huge fucking bridge i hate crossing it it's a good portion of it's just metal grates and when you're driving over it it sounds like it's singing to you if you've crossed the bridge you know what the fuck i'm talking about if you've never crossed it, you're like Stu, you're a lunatic uh cross the bridge at some point in your life driving it and you'll be like oh shit so, um, there you fucking go. Personally, I hate it. I would never cross it. Um, it's fucking dumb. It's a dumb Michigan tradition that uh, I just don't get. You guys get any dumb traditions for Labor Day? I know they have parades and shit like that sometimes. It was a bad day. It was a bad day at work for me, everybody. It was a bad day at fucking work. I worked uh, nine hours, 
and I sold less cases of Dippin' Dots than uh, than hours I worked, and that, so that's not a good day. The problem is a lot of the places were closed. <laughs> they were closed for Labor Day, and then a uh, a lot of the places were were just done for done for the season, seasonal places. So it just kind of sucked. But that's out of my control. That is out of my control. You just can't fucking uh, force places to do shit. So, you know. All right. Some things to talk about. I don't have a whole lot of things to talk about. And again, I think it's the holiday weekend. I think it's news places are just like, we're all going on vacation. Who gives a shit? But, uh... This just sucks. There was a woman who went on vacation. She got in trouble when she was uh, on vacation. She was out there in Hawaii. 24-year-old woman. Um, She was from Illinois. And uh, she was in Hawaii. Stu, what's the problem? What's the problem, Stu? This 24-year-old from Illinois. She's in Hawaii. She got in a little bit of trouble. What was the trouble, Stu? Well, uh, because she's flying to Hawaii. Hawaii is an island. We all know that. Apparently, they got some rules about traveling there. I don't know if it's Hawaii has these rules or what, but they got a 10-day traveler quarantine over there. But you can avoid the quarantine if you can prove that you have been vaccinated. Oh, okay. All right. That's good. I don't want to spend 10 days in quarantine in Hawaii. Sounds fucking awful. I will just go and get myself fucking vaccinated. Yeah, I should do that anyway. It's a smart thing to do. Uh, Hopefully, I won't get sick. If I do get sick, the symptoms will be not nearly as... uh, awful as it could be so i will i will go and get myself vaccinated that's a smart as a smart thing to do did she do that Stu? fuck no she didn't do that what did she, what she what did she do instead Stu? uh well this dumb bitch and i say that uh with all humor but truly meaning it she got herself a fake covid vaccination card holy shit the problem was, here's the problem. The problem was there were a lot of things wrong with it, a lot of things that made it suspicious. First and foremost, Moderna was spelled wrong. <laughs> it was spelled M-A instead of M-O. It's Moderna, even though people might say Moderna. It's Moderna. So that was spelled wrong. And then the fact that she was saying that she got um, vaccinated in Delaware now, I don't understand that at all. Why? I mean, unless it, it already comes written like that. But um, this chick lives in Illinois, and she's saying that she got vaccinated in Delaware. So that was just kind of weird. Um, Hawaii Attorney General Investigation Division wrote to the uh, Delaware officials indicating that there were no vaccination records for the woman under her name and birth date. And that's something that people need to realize, too. You might have this card, 
but then all of it's based upon your name and birthday and it's like a, a database somewhere everybody it's not just this piece of paper that you have is the only proof like I, I i know at one point i somehow because i'm a dumbass lost my vaccination card i don't know where the fuck it went can't fucking find it i'm like oh i should probably have this though so i go back to the walgreens where i, I got it and i was like hey i'm dumb as fuck uh i cannot find my vaccination card can i get another one from you and they were like yeah and i gave them my driver's license and they looked me up and i'm in a database and then they just made me another fucking card everybody so don't just think it's this fucking card is the proof So, uh, yeah, she's been charged with two misdemeanor counts of violating Hawaii's emergency rules to control the spread of COVID-19. She's uh, in custody and $2,000 bail. Uh, She was released, I guess, this past Wednesday. And she has a hearing in three weeks. See, no, that's got to be incredibly fucking um, a huge nuisance because she's got to go back to fucking Hawaii, right? I mean, unless they're going to allow her to, like, teleconference in or some shit. I can't imagine. She's got a a public defender uh, representing her. Um, The voicemail had a number listed for her in court documents. uh, wasn't, Wasn't going. Wasn't working. She hasn't responded to anything. In addition to the suspicious card, authorities determined that the travel information she provided listed she'd be staying at the Waikiki Holiday Inn, but didn't include a reservation number and return flight. An assistant manager at the hotel confirmed to them that she didn't have a reservation. So there's been all sorts of problems with this chick from moment one. From moment one. And uh, this is what they did with her, too, is they... um, The... uh, prosecutors there in hawaii found her on facebook so hey everybody your social media can and will be used against you in the court of law because they found her facebook and then they had a a found a photo of her with a crazy tattoo on her left hip and that apparently helped authorities find her at southwest airlines when she was trying to leave And uh, she was arrested for falsifying vaccination documents. So just fucking um, get yourself a vaccination, everybody. Just do it. Instead of going through this aggravation of fucking these dumb cards, these fake cards. I mean, I don't know how much you're paying for these cards. 100 bucks? 50 bucks? 20 bucks? I don't know. Vaccinations for free. For free! So she's going to get herself in a shitload of trouble. Because she's a dumb, stupid bitch. I can't imagine flying on a plane right now to Hawaii. That's just me too, everybody. I just can't. Can't do it. So many fucking lunatics. This was just another weekend of scrolling through social media, which I just need to stop. I need to just get off social media altogether. But they just, I just kept seeing videos of fights breaking out at college football games of just fucking drunk idiots in the stands fighting. Just fighting. Who the fuck knows why? I mean, it's just, hey, it's the first week of college football. Let's fucking go. Let's fight, bitch. There was another one of a fight at a Waffle House. 
I love me a good Waffle House. But it's just plenty of fights happen there. You're like, God damn, everybody. Just stop being stupid. You know who was stupid? A man up in Ludington. I've been up to Ludington a whole lot for my job. There was a 46-year-old asshole up there. Apparently got into a fight with a woman in the parking lot of a Home Depot up there in Ludington. And I guess he was just walloping on this woman. His name was Brett Cooper. Brett with only one T. If you spell Brett with one T, what the fuck's wrong with your parents, man? Brett should have two T's. But he's just up there beating the shit out of this lady. And someone is like, hey, man. Hey, man. Maybe you shouldn't fucking beat on that woman, man. And good old Brett with one T was like, you want some of this? And apparently he he pulled out a knife and, and everybody, a machete. Now, I, you know, I don't know about you. Um, I get up north, northern Michigan. Everybody up there's got a fucking buck knife of some kind. Because you never know when you're going to find some roadkill that you're like, oh, that roadkill looks pretty fresh. Let's pull over. And you're going to need to fucking gut it and stuff it and take it home. Or you just chop off the fucking head of that deer because you want to mount it. Not with your penis, but on the wall. Maybe with your penis first and then on the wall. I don't know. It's Upper Michigan. So everybody got a knife. Who the fuck, though, carries a machete with them? Who the fuck carries a machete? All right. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. Good old Sadie Dog is outside. And Sadie Dog is whining like a motherfucker, so I gotta go let that bitch in. Hold on a second, everybody. Did you hear her whining? Sadie Dog, are you whining? Huh? Huh? Why are you whining? You wanna go outside and you whine. And then you wanna come in and you whine. Why are you such a big baby dog? Hmm? So this motherfucker pulls out a machete and that's when I would have thought the bystander up there would have pulled out his fucking gun and shot him because again it's upper Michigan everybody's packing heat where's a good guy with a gun uh, but the, the, the guy didn't have a gun so the dude with the machete split he's like oh fuck I should probably should not have pulled out a machete uh, it's the middle of the day uh, and we're in a fucking Home Depot parking lot, so pretty much all of Ludington is there as everybody's doing fucking home repairs on their trailer park. Uh, so he, the dude fled on foot. Police showed. Um, they brought in the canines. State police people were from everywhere. They're blocking off roads. They're like, we're going to get this motherfucker. We're going to get this son of a bitch. And uh, probably about 11 p.m., six hours later, they found this fucker. And they took him into custody. Uh, Shockingly, this dude, he had a warrant out for his arrest uh, for felony methamphetamine possession. How about that? So a dude uh, with meth also carries fucking machetes. Meth and machetes. M&M, everybody. You got to have a little M&M. Uh, not necessarily the greatest combination of all time, though. I'd probably... 
take the peanut M&Ms, uh, but leave the meth and machete at home. Dude's 46 years old, Brett with one T. You think he'd be smarter, but I don't know. I guess meth makes you do, do some dumb things. Meth is a hell of a drug. Fucking idiot. He's a fucking idiot. He's a fucking idiot. He's a fucking idiot. This other person, I don't know if they're an idiot, but they did, they did something super weird. There was an auction this weekend for um, Elvis Presley memorabilia, right? Now, there's a lot of people out there who love the king, right? Everybody loved Elvis. I don't know if they loved young Elvis or if they loved fat old Elvis with the jumpsuits and the capes and all that shit. I was six years old, I think, when he passed away. So I don't really know Elvis. You know, I mean, we all know the songs. I honestly don't know if I've ever seen a movie with him in it. But I don't know. He didn't, he didn't mean shit to me. Still doesn't mean shit to me. I don't really give a shit about Elvis. Whatever. But uh, one of his jumpsuits sold for a million dollars. Right? I mean, you're like, wow, fuck. That, that, that doesn't necessarily surprise me. But it is one of those things of like, Jesus Christ, someone's got a million dollars for that shit? Um, a racing helmet that he wore in Viva Las Vegas uh, went for almost $24,000. A tuxedo that he wore in Frankie and Johnny went for $75,000. So a lot of weird shit. His eagle belt, God, I do remember that thing. That went for $25,000. I would have thought that would have went for more. But probably the weirdest thing uh, of all the auction items over Elvis was there was a jar of his hair, like a mason jar of his hair that was, it was given to him by his barber. The barber, Homer Gilland, I guess just kept clippings of his hair and he put it in a fucking mason jar and he's like, hey Elvis, here's your hair back, you fucker. So it is a big, it's a big baseball-sized jar of his hair. And how much do you think this would go for? How much would you pay for somebody's hair? Five bucks? Eight fifty? Well, if you guessed either of those like I would, uh, you would be way incorrect. It sold for $72,500. That's insane. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to look to fucking get DNA from it and make a new Elvis? Like, that's all I think of. All I think is, like, Jurassic Park shit. But apparently the dude, whoever won it, got a, uh, got a bargain. It was a steal. Because the last time this hair went up for auction was back in 2002, so almost 20 years ago. And back then, someone paid $115,000. So this person saved like, uh, what is that? 115, 72, 28, and 15 
is uh, 43, right? They saved like $43,000. You would have thought this hair, there would have been some like uh, appreciation, right? Apparently not, though. Apparently not. Fucking hair, Presley hair is not a good investment. Maybe if it had been his pubic hair, <laughs> his ass hair, maybe it would have been the last uh, peanut butter banana sandwich he, he ate while he was taking a shit on the toilet and then died of a heart attack. People are saying that he just had like massive constipation. That's like what he died from, like sepsis. Because I guess all of, like, the drugs and everything he was taking just, like, impacted his bowels and the dude couldn't take a shit. All very unfortunate. It all just makes you go, man, fucking stay away from drugs. There were a lot of uh, drug overdoses this week and people dying from it. The one dude who played Omar in The Wire, apparently he died suspiciously of, they're thinking, an overdose. Some comedian I'd never heard of, he died from an overdose. All this, this coke is laced with fentanyl or something. I don't know. Don't do drugs, man. This shit will kill you. That's all I'm saying. Don't do any of that shit. So that's it, everybody. It's a short one today, but we're done. I'm out. I'm, I'm, there's nothing else to talk about. So if you guys could do some things for me, if you could go like the Facebook page and the Twitter page of the LML Podcast, that'd be great. I'm sure you probably already have. If you like this bullshit, you probably like the Patreon. Just five bucks a month. One less iced mocha mocha in your life. Uh, You'll probably be better off for that. Uh, I get the money as opposed to the owner of Starbucks. Uh, I could probably use a little more than they could, so... Uh, please consider subscribing to the Patreon. Freebies are Mondays and Thursdays. Patreon is pretty much every other day. Uh, I do some giveaways over there. Uh, and it's just more. It's more of the bullshit. More of the bullshit. And then if you guys can do four things for me. All on the facial book. One's on Instagram and Twitter too, but the re- all of them are on, on the facial book. Go check out the Sunday Slaw with Stephanie House and her husband Adam. They eat coleslaw. Do Facebook Lives of themselves eating the coleslaw, and they give you the yay or the nay. Fun stuff. They give you information. If you dig coleslaw, it'll be good for you to do. So go check them out in the Sunday Slaw. Adam also is a part of Alex's Arcade. I'm doing their golf outing. I got a foursome. I'll be doing the golf outing this Saturday, raising money for Alex's Arcade. So that's a lot. of That's going to be good. I still haven't swung any sticks at all. Jesus. Maybe Wednesday. We'll see. Um, then go check out the whole thing donut shop in Forney, Texas. As much as I don't care for Texas, I would go down to Forney and get myself a gourmet donut. Not a Dunkin' Donut, not a Tim Horton donut, not a Krispy Kreme donut, but a gourmet donut at the whole thing donut shop. So check them out if you're ever down there. If you ever make it to Dallas, go to Forney. It's a suburb. Get yourself that gourmet donut. Leave them a positive view on Facebook, Yelp, Google, whatever. Go like their fan page if you could. Then we got my boy, John Midgley. He uh, he is a magician extraordinaire. He does card tricks, coin tricks. He, he'll fucking pull a rabbit out of his hat. 
I don't know if he does any of that shit, but probably. So go like his magic page if you could. It's Magic JB and John Badass Midgley. Please do that for me. And then last but not least, uh, my boy, my boy, Matt Harper does a podcast. He's got a co-host, Mandy Elaine. They talk about movies that shape their childhood on their podcast that they lovingly have called Another Episode Podcast. So they talk about old movies. So these are movies like 20 years old or older. So they release new episodes every Wednesday. This coming Wednesday, I believe it's going to be the uh, Notre Dame football classic, Rudy. I haven't seen Rudy in forever. But uh, go check them out on your favorite podcast platform, and you can follow along on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They do all of those. So do those things for me if you could. Consider subscribing to the Patreon. And uh, that is it, everybody. Thank you for giving me your time. You got a lot of podcasts out there, and for whatever reason, you chose to listen to this piece of shit. You guys are great. I will talk to you tomorrow on the Patreon. Otherwise, I'll see you Thursday for the freebie. We'll see you.